0: good morning this is your host rusty James it is August 10th 2015 and this is the ride hey fellow riders what an exciting day we have today yet another Monday 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 guess what I'd had no caffeine this morning and I'm gonna see how this whole show will fly without the Java I think it will be fine in fact I know it will be fine I don't want to rely on that stuff to get through my days I like it I like it but I don't want to have to rely on it so today I will not and we'll see how it goes and uh, just just for the record there was a period of time that I did not rely on Java and I'm actually, I believe I'm not relying on it now. I just do it every once in a while. But I don't know how, why I'm going down that path. But just thought you should know that you can make it without it. It might take a little bit to get past it. But if that's got a hold on your life, and you don't want that thing holding on to your life, you can get through it in Jesus' name. I will believe for that for you and i know there's some of you out there that needed to hear that word today so boom you got it in the first one minute all right so this uh morning i was looking at matthew some more and i just got to thinking about treasure you know treasure is cool pirates of the caribbean they got treasure that they're hunting for loot gold bullion not the chicken kind, but the other kind. And I think that a life seeking after treasure is a life that's exciting. Are you excited because you're searching after treasure today? I, every one of us is searching after treasure today. I, I don't know if you know this. It's just uh, one person's treasure is not going to be the same as somebody else's. For example, for a great many years, my treasure was what I could put into my vision. Yes, that's right, people. I had an addiction to pornography. And God helped me break through that and come out the other side. And He can use me he can use you. God uses all his children, no matter what they've been through. So if you've gone through something like that, or if you're in the middle of something like that, our God has a power that you need to tap into. So here's why we're talking about treasure today, because you're going to seek after the treasure, the, the thing that you call treasure, okay? That will be your object of worship. Every one of us worships something. And it's a little bit less cut and dried than that. We all worship many things, but we have major objects of worship. I touched on this last week or two that you know, you might worship or you might have desire for or seek treasure in a job Money, career, power, position, your family, your home. And Some of those, we would easily say, well, that's just not right. You shouldn't seek after money because we know what the Bible says about mammon. Look it up. But then the things like family you know, now it's a little bit gray area, you know, know, God wants me to, God wants me to take care of my family, right? And as a, as a husband, one of my major responsibilities is to my wife and to my family before a lot of other things. So we know that from scripture, we know that that is important. So a lot of times we might Emphasize that as the treasure of our life. And there wouldn't be anything wrong with that. In fact, many people who are very moral people do that. And we applaud them because the alternative is that they trash their families and they leave and they're very irresponsible. And I'm talking to men and women here. Don't be irresponsible. You made a vow suck it up. Get your help from the Lord so that you can fulfill your commitment and your covenant with your partner. Okay, I don't know where that came from, but somebody needed to hear it. So, treasure. If you're seeking the treasure of family and all that stuff, yeah, that's very noble and that's kind of a moral stance. But I say just like I think you Jesus was speaking to the rich young ruler. I didn't study this one so I'm kind of half remembering. You know how I am about memorizing. He says He says to him to leave the family and follow me or you know you need to be able to sell all your stuff. And it showed us a picture of what the guy was treasuring. I'm sorry, I don't recall that story very well. I hate to belabor it because I don't want to mislead. So, there's examples in the Word of God, parables, that kind of show that people who are, their main treasure was either money or it was family things or maybe even prestige in the family. That might have been the case in the um, story where Jesus is saying let them bury you know let them bury the person when the when the person didn't want to follow him or sell yeah didn't want to follow him because he had to go do things for his family and bury somebody I think Jesus knew the heart he knew what was going on he knew the heart of this guy and he said you know you really aren't you really aren't seeking me as your treasure. You're not really seeking the kingdom of God as your treasure. So he cut them down and he caused them to really look at what was important to him. So today, what is really important to you? If we all have treasure <clears throat> what's yours? My wife and I were, well, and, and our family were out looking at antiques this weekend. It's not something we do all the time, but we met a nice lady who uh, runs an antique store in our town and took a look at her shop and found some things of, of beauty. And I was thinking, as I always do, these are kind of like treasures. They're kind of buried and hidden, unless you go out and look for them. You can go through your whole life missing out on that one treasure that's right there for the taking Because you never sought it out. The kingdom of God is a treasure. There's a story in, I want to say, Matthew. I have it in front of me with my Bible gateway. Yeah, it's called the parable of the hidden treasure. Ooh the hidden treasure and the pearl but I'm not going to go to the pearl part but it says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field how ironic that's what I just said actually I don't know if that's irony but whatever and when a man found it he hid it again And then, in his joy, went and sold all he had and bought that field. That's kind of weird. When When I first read that, I'm thinking, and I actually haven't had a chance to think about the meaning of this, so we're going to work it out right now. I'm hoping that the Holy Spirit helps open our eyes to what this really means, what this is saying to us. So when he found it, he hid it again. That was really interesting. I, I would have figured that, hey, if I found this treasure, I'm gonna grab hold of it and not share it. I wanna keep it to myself. I want, But I, the last thing I wanna do is bury it in a field. And I don't know. I, uh, You guys have thoughts on this? What's the whole point of that? He bought... And then he went and bought the whole field. Yeah, I'm not getting anything right now. It's probably because I'm... A foot away from a big old truck. See ya. He... If I had caffeine this morning, maybe my brain would be working. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not proving my point about the caffeine. I don't need caffeine. I need the Holy Spirit to reveal what this means to us. And perhaps the revelation for this isn't meant to be had at this moment in time. So that that's also a, you know a possibility, I suppose. So he sells all he has. Oh, Well, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Thank you, Lord. So the guy... If he took it, it'd be like stealing. Ah. Ah. Wait a minute. He hid it in a field. It's kind of like what I do when I find the last thing I'm looking for at Myers. I go hide it in a different aisle. I know because I don't have the money right at that moment, I hide it in a different aisle and come back and get it. So if you ever, ever found a baseball mitt hidden in a cooler when you bought a cooler, that was mine, man. I came back to the store and the cooler was gone. And so was the last mitt. So I hope you enjoy that mitt. I want you to know that you stole it and didn't even know it. I'm just teasing. (laughs) You found treasure where you weren't even looking, but this guy was looking in the field. He found it. He sought after something, found it, then he hid it in the field, and then he paid a great price to get that field. So that's kind of awesome because it tells us a price would be paid in order to get that treasure. Ooh, preach. Okay. You guys, there are certain things in life we're seeking after that. It seems like it doesn't cost us a thing. In fact, it seems free and clear and pornography is one of those things, man. It ain't hurt nobody. It's awesome. And it just, drives you and it fulfills this thing that we have in us and all of a sudden we realize that we're going down a path that isn't bringing us to life at all in fact more and more of it doesn't satisfy us anymore and we feel like life has no meaning come on preach life has no meaning you keep getting that thing it doesn't cost you one cent you don't think but it's on this backside that you're paying you have to pay on the backside. You have to pay on the back side. Stop doing that thing that you think doesn't cost any money. Stop it. It costs you time. It costs you your life. You need to drop that like a bad habit. You need to drop that. You need to come back and listen to this again. When you get tempted. You need to stop it right now in Jesus name. There is a price that's always paid for treasure, whether it's on the front side or the back side. That is sin, and it will lead down to destruction. And ultimately, there is a judgment going to be had. You don't want the judge to be judging against you. So here's the deal. Find a treasure that you can pay for on the front side. And guess what? It was already paid for, baby. Jesus paid for you to have this treasure. Paid in full. You just need to take it. He sold all he had. So, what do you got? This is a good test. What do you got that you don't want to let go of because you you need to let go of all? What do you got that you don't want to let go of and you know it's blocking you from the ultimate treasure? What is it? Are you having a hard time forgiving your parents for mistakes they may have made? You know what? You're going to have to get over that. They're just as human as you. Have you got certain addictions in your life that are causing you to believe that you can't conquer That you can't be victorious? There's only one answer to that. And I know, I know, a lot of people don't like hearing this whole idea that Jesus is the only way. But that's the truth that I believe, and that's the truth that I'm going to live out. You can be like, like the moral person who you know devotes to a family and whatnot but if you're not seeking out the real treasure the treasure that differentiates or helps helps you find a life of life instead of a life of progressive death if you can't if you don't know about this Jesus you're really missing out How do I know you're missing out? Because where you think that life is full of these pleasures and treasures that don't have a big cost, I'm here to tell you that there's a cost on the backside. And, you know, I'm not some high and mighty guy who's never made a mistake. I've been through dark times that caused me to really question whether I wanted to believe all this stuff about Jesus. Yes, I have. And the only way I can tell you this stuff today with such fervor is because I know that this isn't just hype I'm not just hyped up on some idea but God changes me God changes you and you recognize it the more you let him change you no way in the world did I think I'd be doing this with you guys today and yet I am Likewise, God uses you in your giftings to make crazy things happen. Let's live a life of crazy, okay? Crazy in the sense, crazy like a fox. You know, because a fox is cunning and stuff, and I guess, I don't know. It just sounded cool, I guess. Let's be cunning. Let's seek out that treasure. You know, that's there's actually kind of an excitement and an anticipation when you are seeking out treasure. Every time I get into the Word, even just now, you know, when we were looking at the scripture about the field and the kingdom hidden in it, I didn't know what I was going to get from the Lord. And I feel like I got something there. Am I the first one to ever come up with it? Probably not. I think there's probably a lot of years since the Bible was written that people who have studied it way more diligently than I you know, they've found things that I have yet to find. But you know, the other cool thing though is that the word of God is a word in season. Daily it is it's alive. It's fresh. You will never, ever have the Bible go out of style. It's the new thing. And it's been around a while. It's the new thing. It's not going to be like new Coke. This thing is going to stick around. And you can always go to it and get fresh water. Fresh bread. You know, you live on what proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. That's what you live on, the Word of God. It satisfies your bones. When Jesus was led out into the wilderness by our enemy, you, you know, you realize that Jesus was Fully man and fully God at the same time. He had temptation. And yet how he conquered it was with the word of God. You know, he could have, he could have, because he was a man, he could have, on the day he was challenged by the enemy, on one of those temptations, he could have in a moment of weakness and fleshly weakness decided, you know I, it would be so much easier just to get this free thing that's given to me, this temptation, and not care about the payment on the back side. Except he understood, maybe in ways that we don't yet fully comprehend what the payment on the back side is. When you think about Christianity and Jesus Christ, what do you think of? I can tell you what I used to think of at certain times in my life when I was under the spell, if you will, of our enemy. I would think weak Jesus was weak. And because it's, he's synonymous with uh, church organs and hard pews and rules that I didn't want to follow and songs that I didn't want to sing. That's what Jesus was to me. Jesus is not that. He never was that. Those are just trappings of man to kind of package the experience of Jesus Christ in a way that aligned with the culture of the the moment. I mean, church, church is not a building. You know this, right? Church is people, the people. The church of the living God is people. But in every culture, it does church differently. Because the people are different. It's a different culture. It should be no surprise. When you have church in the middle of Botswana, it's going to feel a little bit different than the way you do church in Kansas City. Same God, though. I don't know how come I got on that tangent, but you know, you're along for the ride because I'm going all over the place and I'm touching on stuff that, you know, you probably think about at times and uh, maybe this is just uh, cathartic for me to know that there's other people that can say, yeah, yeah, I think the same way you do. But when I was going through the dark times, I'd believe that the whole Jesus thing and heaven and and living right, it was just too much of a burden. It was too hard to do. Well, of course it was too hard to do. Because you can only really feed one part of yourself you're either going to feed the sinful nature or you are going to feed the renewed spirit man and that's right when you come to know jesus christ he renews you he renews your heart you are a new creature when that happens when you accept him as dying on the cross for you and providing this treasure But, but what has yet to happen? Your mind has to be continually renewed. We need, because that's how it works. We get a new heart. But our mind and our thinking, and many times is stuck in the old times before we knew the Lord. And you renew your mind by getting your, the word into it. I mean, it seems really simple. I keep telling you guys, we just need to get more word in us. But scripture tells us that we need to bind the word around us. Meditate on it daily. God knew that doing that would cause our thinking to change. See, when you're under attack, when you're under... Really, that's what it is. You're under an attack. When you're under the spell of our enemy who constantly is telling you the lie that you can do things your way, don't do it the way of the Lord. You don't need to make any payment up front, and he knows there's a payment on the backside, but you don't know that or don't care because we're so into the moment. When we're when we're in that under that spell The things of the Lord go counter to our flesh, and it's it's work. It, I know some of you guys, it's work for you to even open that Bible and start letting it in, because there's so much of a hardened wall there, or or you're thinking of you know the the church person that offended you, and you know if that's the way the church people are, then I want nothing to do with them. Well, how many people do you know that don't go to church that have offended you? Do you know any of those? It's unfortunate that, you know, our friends at church are, heaven forbid, human too. Don't blame God for their stupidity. Don't do that. But you got to taste and see that the Lord is good. And you can't taste unless you open up the word and, and start eating it for yourself. You can't do it. You can't have you can't wait for somebody else to impress you to think, "Oh, maybe there is something to this Jesus." Look at their life. You do that, it'll never happen for you ever. Because you're going to find a day that that person's perfection cracks. And you'll have one more reason not to go there. You've got to be like the guy who's seeking out the treasure. You've got to be the girl who says, you know what? More important than the guy I marry is my Father in heaven. I want to seek Him first. And then all these things will be added. So young people who are wanting to have a spouse, and you're at that point in your life where you're you're looking for that, you're even maybe preparing for that, and you may even have a fiancé, My word of wisdom to you is Seek ye first the kingdom of God And I promise Things will go well If you're both doing that Things will go weller (laughs) Things will go better Things will not go perfect But they will definitely go better It's like, it's like the, the engaged couple. This is the parable of the engaged couple who decided to base their relationship on margarine instead of butter. And they found that their marriage was very weak and this other couple based it on butter, the real thing, the real deal, not an imitation, but the real thing. And sure, they got a little bit heavier than they would have wanted, than the other couple, but they were happier. See how that works? It's, it's, It's all about purpose, and God wants you to have the real thing. So no margarine, okay? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's like looking for the butter. Where's the butter, baby? (laughs) I try. So treasure. Find your treasure in the word of God. Find your treasure in the person of Jesus Christ. That's who you're going to meet when you open up the word of God. You're going to meet Jesus. You're going to meet him. You're going to find out that he's not the pew guy, the organist guy, the hymnal guy. That's not who Jesus is. That's just what we made him to be. Jesus Christ is the Son, the single one Son of the living God who spoke every atom of this entire universe into existence. By faith I declare that He is, the person of Jesus, is somebody I need to get to know so I can further understand the Father, so I can fully f- further find my purpose and my calling in my life you know it's really sad to go through life purposeless and I found that that's one of the things the enemy our enemy will do this his lie to us a lot of times is your purpose dude and dudette is to satisfy your whims without thought of the consequence. Do it now and enjoy the fact that I'm giving you permission to have a good life and have a good time. You remember who told you that you can have a good time. That's what he does. He wheedles our way into our psyche. And then, almost by default, the things of the Lord seem so detestable to to us when we're in that mindset because it requires us to have a discipline of some sort. But I've talked about this already. Discipline is a good thing. It keeps you from going going off the, the track. You know parents, if you have a child that has a disorder where they, uh, uh, this is just a parable, a a, a disorder in in that they love fire, they love fire, I'm kind of that way, I love fire, and they're fascinated by it, and they're young. And they haven't learned to avoid it. And at campfires and things like that, they want to go in and get in that fire. They don't know any better. What are you going to do with little Jamie or little Johnny? What are you going to do? Are you going to say to them, Okay, Johnny... I know that you really like the fire and I don't want to hurt your feelings so, you know, when you go up to the fire just make sure you don't jump into it no, absolutely not if you love Johnny and Jamie you will say a little bit more strongly do not go even near that thing Because there's death and there's hurt and pain on the back side of it. That's what we would do as good parents. We wouldn't say, Jamie, now, I understand this is kind of your calling. And far be it from me to take you away from your calling. So I know that's just kind of the way you are. So, you know, go ahead and jump in that fire. And as long as you're happy, I'm happy. <laughs> it just seems ludicrous. Yet there are certain things in our uh, culture that are that way. And as Christians, okay, now I'm breaking away from the parable a little bit. So now we're Christians. We're like the parents in this situation. We believe that we've got that we've got an answer for the person who's treading lightly with this fire. And so I'm I'm kind of touching on this thing, you know, uh, there was a question that came up a little bit ago about why do Christians always think they got the whole answer and um, why do they have to inflict their ideas on other people? Well. I guess I'd like to believe that we're not really inflicting ideas on other people so much. It's just that we believe that there is certain spiritual laws in effect, and one of them is that little Johnny and little Jamie, if they get too near the fire, it'll destroy them. And so we are doing what we feel is right and and calling that out okay hold on a second I'm going to do my thing here that would be day three don't know what I'm doing go back three or four or five episodes you'll see Christians stand up for what they believe in and if it's confrontational, unfortunately that's the way it's got to be. I don't believe what some Christian groups do that are in your face confrontational. But if, if asked and someone says to me, what do you say about this situation, I will tell them what I think about that situation. I would say I believe that that person in this situation is dabbling with fire and they need to avoid the fire because there will be a payment on the backside. But ultimately, just like God does with us, the choice is for the individual to make. So you're riding along with me to hear my opinions. You may not appreciate all of them. You may not... I can guarantee you that some of my opinions aren't as well thought out and as perfect as I would hope them to be, but that's okay. You're seeing that I'm not perfect. And I'm challenging you to go find out in Scripture, which I believe to be inerrant, go find out if I'm right or wrong about these ideas. Should we be telling our brother or sister that they're dabbling with fire and they should stop it. We are told to do that. So anyway, I wanted to touch on one of the questions that uh, someone brought up about, you know, why why are Christians always so one way about something? And if, if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm thinking of the homosexual question right there for many in the faith, that is detestable to God. And it needs to be called out. And I realize that that kind of thing causes people to instantly, instantly draw a judgment upon someone who would dare speak against what is considered someone's personal freedom to choose. And I know the arguments that, you know, well they're not making a choice. That's just the way they are. But I I don't believe that. And I knew that doing this podcast I would get to a point where these kind of questions would come up and and I'd have to choose which way to go was I going to candy coat it or was I going to just go down down the middle of the road or not that's not what I meant down the middle of the narrow road I'm going to choose the narrow road and I'm going to trust that I'm doing the right thing here I don't want to condemn I don't want to condemn you if that's your lifestyle. My job isn't to condemn at all. All I'm going to ask you to do, if you really want to know what God says about it, then don't listen to me, except for the fact that I'm saying go to the Word of God and look at what it says. I can promise you that no matter what lifestyle you have I love you you know how I can say that because that's what Jesus would say but Jesus would say I love you so much that I want you to know the truth And there is a payment on the backside that needs to be paid. And right now, you don't know it. So, boy, that got kind of heavy there, guys. I hope you can take it. I know you can take it. I know you can take it. You know, being a Christian is not wishy-washy. Remember how I said I used to picture Jesus as just, you know, weak? Man, if you live for Jesus Christ, you can be... you got to be not weak. you got to know what you stand for. So I know I've probably made a few enemies <laughs> with today. But I really believe that um, I'm willing to have done that. To um, expose the lie of the enemy. Let's pray right now, shall we? Lord, as we close today, we've hit on some huge issues. Issues I didn't think we would ever touch on so quickly, but it's important that we don't shy away from important things, because the things of the Word are weighty, but your Holy Spirit, the Comforter, can come in like oil and cover a situation and cleanse the eyes, cleanse the hardness of the heart. And bring us to a new understanding. Renew our minds today, Lord. So they align with your word. We praise you and we worship your name. And we seek you as the treasure that our heart really wants. The utmost treasure that we could seek. And Lord, I pray for those people listening right now that don't fully know if this is what they want to seek I pray that you speak to their heart that they recognize your voice that there will be a hunger that gets placed into their heart that they never had before where they can't help but seek you out and we know that if we seek you we will find you so I pray that for the life of everyone who's listening And for those who have yet to hear this, I pray that there would be victory and a breaking free of shackles that bind. By the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for the blood that you shed on the cross that we can live victoriously and free from the lies of the enemy and free from the Chains that had held us back Lord you give us new life we are new creatures with you in Jesus name we thank you so much that we can live each day in your presence in Jesus name we pray, amen alright fellow riders this is a new day we know what to do get into that word and keep living on peace And I'll catch you on the flip.